0: Welcome back to the Mike and Andrew Show. I'm Andrew Surik, here again with Mike Meredith. Mike, how are you doing this evening?
1: Good, man. This going to be a long episode, you guys, strap in.
0: Yeah, that's right, a long episode. Mike and I are both on vacation uh, later this week, so no episode on Thursday. So we're giving you it all. We're giving you review from this past weekend and this weekend's previews and on top of some other things that we want to talk about uh, going on in the world of sports today. So, let's get right into it, man. We have a lot to discuss. Thursday night, Jags and Saints. Uh, Jaguars on the road. They win 31-24 to in this one. Um, it, was a, it was a pretty good game for Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence looked really good. Derek Carr struggled. Uh, but he also put up some pretty good numbers as well. Uh, this was a pretty entertaining game, despite both these teams not really being... You know the best in the league, man. But very, very impressive game. Very fun to watch. I thought.
1: Yeah, I think the Jaguars everywhere favorite in this one, and you know the Saints have been up and down a lot this year. Uh, not surprised that Jacksonville took home the the W with this one.
0: No, not at all, man. Uh, so onto Sunday's games here. Man, Detroit went on the road really to, to 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 Baltimore.
1: Got this, a piece of humble pie.
0: Yeah, <laughs> they lose thirty-eight to six. They didn't score until very late in the game. Uh, look, the Ravens just from the start, man, just were dominant. Yeah. The Lions defense. Yep. The Lions defense. Open, dry, yep. Yep. The Lions Aaron, defense just... Aaron Glenn cannot like cannot make a scheme that can stop a, you know. Uh, a, a mobile quarterback. We made Lamar Jackson look like a really good quarterback, um, yeah. at, which is embarrassing because he's not a really good. Great. Right. Yeah. It, it it's just like, man, Aaron's Glenn, Aaron Glenn cannot come up with a scheme to stop any mobile quarterback, and it it proves from last year and this year. You know we've struggled against mobile quarterbacks, and. It's, it was just—it was just embarrassing. The offense literally could not do anything. Jamison Williams—he's a bust. I don't care what anyone says. He—that man is a bust. Like—I I mean, you're—you're you are you're, 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 you can't track balls. They're bouncing off your face. You know, you, every single target you drop in this game—and and it, it's ridiculous. You know, he—in his entire career so far in the NFL, he has 21 targets. He only has five catches. That's um. Mm. Yeah, that is that is bust territory right there, man. What did you take away from this one?
1: Yeah, man, just, I mean, I know people were hyping the Lions, including us ourselves, and, you know, I think they just, you know, definitely a reality check, you know, to at least pump the brakes a little bit. But I think they would have lost against anyone in the NFL the way they played this week. Nothing was working. Uh, offense, defense, just no one could figure it out. And like you said with Aaron Glenn, man, it's weird with him because, like, the defense will be clicking sometimes, and when they click, they're really good. But when they don't know what the fuck they're doing, he is not good at adjusting, man. Like, he wasn't able to make an adjustment all game. You know, they just kept going up and down the field. I'm pretty sure they scored in their first four or five straight drives the Ravens did. So, just it was just a blowout from start to finish. I mean, every time the Ravens would score... Lions would punt three and out. Ravens would come and score. Just it was uh, a complete and utter uh, humiliation of the Lions.
0: Yeah, it was it was humiliating. But I mean, Aaron Glenn, man, he cannot. If you look at every you know data point that you can with him and mobile quarterbacks, the Lions lose. I I don't know what it is, but he just cannot. Come up with a scheme to contain a mobile quarterback. Anyways, uh, so the Colts hosted the Browns in a very, very close game. Cleveland wins 39 Um, this was a, not not re- really a good game for either quarterback. I mean, uh, Gardner Minshew went fifteen for twenty-three with a pick. Yeah, he threw two touchdowns, but you know, Jonathan Taylor he came back. He did a lot of. He made a lot of productive work uh, on the ground game for Indy. And then uh, on the other side, uh, Walker also didn't really have a good game. He went 15 for 32 uh, and and no touchdowns. But the Browns still just able to pull away uh, with this one. Just barely, though.
1: Yeah, this was actually a really exciting game. I saw some of the highlights of this um, uh, on – the weekend, and it was just a super exciting back-and-forth game, completely opposite of the Lions game, which was a massacre from the very start. Um, You know, the Browns pointed out, though, man. I mean, good to see that for them, man. I mean, hopefully they can uh, do well. I mean, their division's super tough. Baltimore, like I said, dominated. Uh, Bengals have definitely found their footing, even though they didn't play this week, and the Steelers also. Oh, uh, we'll talk about them. Came up with a big win, so uh good win for the Browns.
0: Yeah, good win for the Browns, a needed win for the Browns to be able to stay competitive in this surprisingly very competitive division this year. Um and then here here's another upset that happened this week. The Patriots hosted the Bills and they uh, upset the Bills twenty nine twenty five. That was crazy. Um it was it was it was 10 nothing New England at one point um, it, it's just New England did did a lot of things very very well in this one Mac Jones actually looked really good which you know compare it to the other six games he's played this year he didn't look good at all and Josh Allen had a pretty decent day minus the pick that he threw but man it was a very slow start for Buffalo. And and from there they were just kind of, you know, trying to catch back up. But New England pulling off the big big upset this week.
1: Yeah, man, um, that was definitely the biggest upset for sure of the week. I mean, uh, it was definitely close. You know, New England won at the very end. They scored a TD with like ten seconds remaining on the clock. Like you said, Josh Allen actually played pretty well. Just that pick, uh, Mac Jones actually did something. I mean. Do I think that's going to turn the season around for the Patriots? No, but I mean at least they're uh winning some games now.
0: Yeah, it's not going to turn their their uh their season around at all, but it you know, it 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 does screw up the standings in that division. Uh the Giants host the Commanders. They win 14 to 7. I believe I picked the Commanders to win this one. I know Washington was favored in this one. Um, everything I said about Sam Howell last week, throw it out the window. Um, uh, man, this just did not play very well at all last week. Um, and yeah, it, it was a very low scoring game, obviously 14 to seven. Um, very, very boring game. All, all the, uh, all the scoring was done in the middle two quarters. And yeah, just, um, it, it was, it was a very boring game to watch. Not a whole lot to talk about from this one, but giants with the W.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I saw that Tyrod Taylor has thrown uh, as many TDs as Daniel Jones has this year uh, in the one game. So, um, crazy. Uh, you know, Washington, they're up and down all the time, man. It's weird with Washington. They'll be competitive, almost beat the Eagles, then lose to the Bears and the Giants. It's like, what What are we doing, man?
0: Yeah, it, it makes no sense what, what they're doing, but – it is what it is. Um, another upset this week. Chicago hosted the Raiders. They win 30-12. to um, Let's see. Uh, yeah, Brian Hoyer played like dog shit uh, with the two picks he had. Badgent actually played a pretty decent game uh, standing in for Justin Fields. Uh, Chicago just took care of business, man. Uh, they were a two and a half point dog, and they come out with a very sizable victory in this one.
1: Yeah, man. Um, the Bears. I mean, th- this QB, I like him, man. He's a he was a zero star recruit. He was a D two went to D two college, just a nice story. And like, you know, he's winning more games than they are with Fields, man. Like, time for Fields to go.
0: Yeah, when a, when a Division two guy who who he did break the NCAA record for touchdowns in a single season, or touchdowns in a career, I forget what it was exactly that I saw for uh for stats for him. Even though it's division two, he did still break the NCAA record, so that that's probably why he got some looks. But yeah, I mean he he has the same amount of wins as Justin Fields does this year. Uh which is just um pretty sad if you think about it. Um uh, yeah. Tampa Bay hosted Atlanta. Uh, and they lose 13 to 16 and this was another upset man there was a t- there were a lot of upsets this week um, but yeah Tampa Bay losing in this one 13 to 16 Baker Mayfield did not really play that great of a game um, and you know Desmond Shitter despite no touchdown passes he actually he actually played fairly competent football um, in this one but you know a lot of Atlanta's offense was still on the ground um but, yeah, a low-scoring game wasn't really that all that fun to watch. But, uh, yeah, just another one of those upsets this week.
1: Yeah, man, um, another crazy one. Uh, Shout-out to my man, Young Hoku, man. I watched the end of that game, man, with the game-winning field goal. Uh, uh, it was a really low-scoring game, 16-13. to 13, But, yeah, Atlanta with the big upset, man, I mean, uh Definitely a fight for that NFC South, uh, whoever's gonna win that division because it's trash. But one of those teams has got to win.
0: Yeah, you're you're absolutely right about that. So far, I've counted one, two, three, four, five. Now we're moving on to the sixth upset of the week already. Pittsburgh beating the Rams. Yeah. Man, Stafford. He played a pretty decent game. He, you know, he also threw a pick. Kenny Pickett look pretty good as well uh he he had a game just about comparable to uh to Desmond Shitter um Najee played played pretty well uh for Pittsburgh and yeah Pittsburgh just pulling off the upset again they're four and two um which I believe is pretty much equaling everyone else in that division's record um if I remember correctly uh yeah, I think the Bengals are three and three. Yeah, Bengals are three and three. Baltimore's five and two, and then Pittsburgh and Cleveland are both four and two. So this is a much more competitive, um, you know, division than than I think we all really thought. Um, but yeah, Steelers with the win here, man.
1: Yeah, it was a n- nice win for them. Uh, I mean, it's going to be tough to see now which of those teams are going to make the playoffs. Probably Baltimore for sure. Um, and you know Cincinnati, I I actually do have faith that they could come back and claim a wild card spot as well. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be tough fighting for that division. And Steelers um, man, still trying to keep that 500 record in check.
0: Yeah, man, they're 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 gonna do it, man. They're I, I just it, it's Pittsburgh at this point, like. But anyways, uh, Seattle hosted Arizona. Finally, we have a favorite winning, uh, and uh, yeah, they they win. Geno Smith looked pretty good at times. Um, Josh Dobbs looked okay. You know, it, it was it was not a game that I expected to be close. I thought Seattle would blow this one wide open just because Arizona's so bad, especially on the defense. Um, but yeah, it was it was a twenty to ten game. So Arizona at least kept it somewhat close, but. Seattle took care of business, business and, and won this one pretty pretty handedly.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, it feels like Arizona really hasn't gotten blown out this year. I mean, they've lost every game except for the one they beat, Dallas. But uh, they've really kind of held their own. I mean, the first two or three games of the year, they actually held, had a lead at halftime. So I guess they're playing somewhat confident. But, I mean, I still think, like you said, trying to tank for that pick, man. Kev Williams coming out. Uh, But, yeah, we'll see how they uh, go moving forward. Seattle, I think, is definitely a strong case for a top wild card spot in the NFC this year.
0: Yeah, they they definitely are, I think. So I I think Seattle will make a wild card. Um, If the season ended today, they would be in. Um, So, yeah. Uh, Another upset this week, Broncos hosted Green Bay. And they win 19 to 17, man. Look. Everything we said in like the first like couple weeks yeah, of this Jordan show. Love awesome. Jordan Love is fucking terrible, man. It, like <laughs> I I was kind of, you know, trying to be a little bit cautious, but now I think it's pretty safe to say, man. You if you're losing to this terrible defense and washed out Russ in a in a low-scoring game, you ain't it, man. You really are not it. Uh, 21 yeah. for 31, a pick. He did throw two touchdowns, but, man, th- this was a game Green Bay was favored in. They definitely should have won. But, yeah, at the end of the day, Broncos ended up with the victory.
1: Yeah, man, we should have known. I mean, it was defense week one, so definitely not strong. And, you know, Jordan Love went crazy. And then just, you know, he has been so bad since like that first week He's had i think he had a week either week two or week three he actually did okay but the rest of the weeks man he's been just below average
0: yeah man it was, it's just yeah he's been very very off uh this season oh i i just did some math really quick uh nine out of 13 games the un- the underdog won um this week so
1: week to bet for the underdogs if you bet yeah yeah the
0: no underdogs no week, no man. kidding because New Orleans was actually favored in that Thursday night game, uh, which I, I just looked at. But anyways, I called this one. I, 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 said, I said that this was going to be an upset this week, and it wasn't. The Chiefs actually looked competent. Uh, the Chiefs won 31-17 to hosting the Chargers. Um, look, I, I thought, you know, it's the devil's number. Kansas City's favored by five, right? But Justin Herbert played like shit um you know Mahomes actually looked really good and and yeah man i mean this was a very complete game from Kansas City which we haven't seen really all season against any somewhat competent team cuz the only complete game and i use that term lightly here that they played was against Chicago and that's Chicago so uh now i know the Chargers offense isn't really that good but their defense is pretty good still so for Kansas City to finally break that barrier and hit over 30 points uh, in a game. Uh, you know, f- their offense finally getting some momentum going here this season.
1: Yeah, the Chiefs um, definitely trying to claim their spot back on the top of the power rankings. I know we were pretty harsh on them last week for the power rankings, but I know they're going to be either one or two on this one. We'll see what they're what they uh, what they're feeling. But, yeah, I mean, Mahomes uh, and Kelsey. Kelsey had a huge game, especially in the first half. Uh, went off, and you know we'll see how they can continue to roll man i mean they're they're looking good again, man,
0: yeah, that they are they are looking a lot better than they were the first few games of the season uh Philadelphia Sunday night hosted Miami they win thirty one to seventeen uh look man, I'm never gonna pick Miami on the road ever again i they literally cannot do anything on the road. Against any halfway competent teams, it feels like like you know, you know they'll they'll play competent teams at home and they'll beat the crap out of them. They go to on the road against very bad teams, they'll beat the crap out of them. They go on the road against competent teams, they get fucking blown out. Uh, man, just Tua did not look very good. He didn't look comfortable. Um, and and Jalen Hurts, despite the pick, was actually playing some really good ball. Uh, extending some plays. Uh, DeAndre Swift had a pretty decent game as well. Uh, but, yeah, very good game for Philadelphia, who had been struggling the last few weeks, especially losing to uh, to the Jets uh, the week prior.
1: Yeah, uh, the Eagles bounced back after, you know, they had a lot of uh, doubters, including myself, on how good they really were with so, so many close games and them losing to the Jets. Um, but they bounced back this week, beat Miami. Yeah, like you said, Miami... On the road, just is not the same team. So, I mean, they definitely got to figure that out before the playoffs start because I don't see Miami getting the one seed. I think Kansas City right now is looking like the strong case in the AFC to get the one seed. So um, they're not going to be at home every game. So they got to definitely figure that out. The Eagles, though, bounce back a little bit this week and um, are looking strong again for the NFC. Yeah, they're looking a lot stronger.
0: I, I think you know the Dolphins still could very easily win their division, which would mean at least a home game up until you know a certain point. Um, so, uh, and then lastly, the ninth upset of the weekend last night, Brock Purdy proved to us again that he's a fraud. Minnesota upsets the Niners, twenty-two to seventeen. I don't think anyone saw this coming. I know a pick'em league that I'm in all. All, like, 20 of us in that league picked uh, San Francisco to win. So, and, and this is the third week in a row where we all picked the same team to win. And we all lost. Uh, San Francisco was a seven-point favorite in this one, man. But Minnesota, mech somehow coming up with the W. And, you know, once again, I, I'll i say it again. Brock Purdy is a fucking fraud.
1: I saw a, a joke they were saying, uh, time. kirk cousins put the curse on brock purdy tonight um he you know that's even kirk cousins choking in the big moments like that purdy you know like you said didn't look great i do feel though i mean if you watch the game he was pressured all night long i mean didn't have much time to do much of anything but i mean uh like you said though he's definitely hurting from his players not being 100 percent healthy on the team and um Two losses now for San Francisco in a row, so I'm wondering now, like, where's San Francisco going to go? I mean, they were looking, like, unbeatable, and then they just lost to the Browns and the Vikings, so we'll see, man.
0: Yeah, I I know not having a lot of healthy weapons at the moment doesn't help. Your offense's line is one of the best in the country, and you're getting your ass kicked by Minnesota's defensive line. Now yeah, he was getting pressured every single play, but come on now. It's not like Minnesota has, you know, you know, the best pass rush in the league and like I said, you have one of the best offensive lines in the league. You you got to be able to protect, you know, your quarterback and they just their offensive line just did not do anything. And because Brock Purdy's just not a good quarterback at all, he couldn't, you know, make plays and you know, avoid getting sacked and all that shit. But man, he just did not show up, and, you know, San Francisco just did not look good at all. Like, they did not play a very good game on either side of the ball, really. Um, and then on the flip side, Kirk Cousins, man, you know, primetime Kirk Cousins didn't show up uh, this week. He went 35 for 45. He did throw a pick. He did throw uh, for two touchdowns as well, but he had 378 yards in the air, man. That, that is incredible. And that's without uh, Justin Jefferson, too. Um But that said, he had all those yards, and they only scored 22 points, which is just mind-blowing, really. Yeah. So that wraps up the NFL uh, games from this weekend. So we're going to quickly get into the Power Rankings Blitz. Staying at number 10, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Yeah, you know, they had a very good game. Very fun game to watch back and forth between Indianapolis but if you're letting Indianapolis play even close to you with Gardner Minshew are you really that good and especially with how good that Browns defense has been so far this year i i like them at 10 you know it's just their defense was a little bit questionable this week to me
1: yeah number 10 is is fine like 9 to 10 is a good range for the uh, the Browns i feel like definitely an above average team but they're not like top 5 at all
0: no, not even close. Uh falling another two spots this week to number 9, the Buffalo Bills. Uh look, if you lose to New England, who is a very very bad team with a very very bad quarterback, and your defense is supposed to be this really good team, really good defense, and and yeah, you're letting Mac Jones light you up like a Christmas tree. Yeah, this is Buffalo got embarrassed this week. Not as bad as the Lions did. They got embarrassed nevertheless.
1: Yeah, you gotta drop them. I mean, you gotta drop the Bills. Uh, I don't think they should have been dropped out of the top ten. I still think they're really good, but yeah, definitely gotta drop them for that performance this week against the Patriots.
0: Yeah, you absolutely do. That's just that's just unacceptable, really. Uh, staying at number eight, they were on a bye this week. The Dallas Cowboys. I think they're a little bit fraudulent. I think I said last week to bump them down. I'd still bump them down, maybe a little bit, but. After Buffalo's performance this week, yeah, maybe eight might be all right.
1: Yeah, I think so as well. I think that that is a, a solid placement there.
0: Dropping out of the top five, dropping three spots to number seven, the Detroit Lions. Uh, Look, yep. it's I just mean, embarrassing, man. It, it really was yeah. just embarrassing. The offense couldn't do anything. Aaron's, Aaron Glenn's defense literally cannot stop a mobile quarterback. It's just it was just really bad. I know a lot of things didn't go the Lions' ways. There's a lot of missed holding calls uh, on on Baltimore's offensive line. But that said, mm-hmm. the the secondary was playing ten yards off of everyone the entire game and just letting everyone stay wide open. You can't be doing that, uh, in, especially in the playoffs on the road. Especially you're you're not gonna win with soft coverage like that.
1: Yeah, it was crazy you mentioned the soft coverage i was watching it's like zay flowers in the middle of the field open every time giving him five ten yards of space like why are you not up on him man or even odell was kind of going crazy at the start of the game like gotta be able to guard them receivers man like they got competent receivers man you can't just dag off of them expect them not to catch the ball it's not Jamison williams out there man they're not gonna drop it (laughs)
0: Right, like you, you're, you would sack Lamar a lot more if you actually covered your, your receivers. But and, and this is exactly why the Lions lost to Seattle. They were playing 10 yards off of everyone. And then the next week they're pre- they're playing press coverage again. And, and what do you know, they're getting a ton of sacks. So it's just, I, I don't know what the game plan was for Detroit's defense, but that was just pretty embarrassing uh, on both sides of the ball. Uh, staying at number six with the win this week, uh, upset win too, uh, over New Orleans, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, you know they they played a very good game um, in this one. I I think you know they're they're clearly now the division leaders, um, and and they got a very big win this weekend with a lot of guys, a lot of teams in their division either on a bye or losing a game. So yeah, this was a good. I think this is a good spot for Jacksonville though.
1: Yeah, they uh, they had a nice win against the Saints, and, you know, they won this week, so you definitely got to give them some credit. They've definitely been picking it up. I do think that they should be outside the top five, so I think number six is a uh, solid placement for them.
0: Uh, dropping down two spots to number five, the Miami Dolphins. Um, yeah, look, they just can't win on the road, road plan as simple. Um like the, the the two games that they went on the road against competent teams, they lost and they got pretty embarrassed in those games as well. Um, I, I think this is a good spot for them still. You know their offense still really is really really good. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's if you want to be you know a top level team, you have to be able to win on the road and as, and against competent teams on the road, and they just can't do it right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, they uh it was against Philadelphia, but still they just their team needs to be better on the road and they need to win those competitive games. I mean, that's what separates the good teams from the great teams is the ones who are able to win the the close competitive matchups and Dolphins just could not do that. They lost another one to Buffalo and they lost uh dude, the eagles you know to be a competitive team and they they got to win those games so got to be uh looking for uh, some adjustments that they can make especially going on the road
0: yeah that that's their biggest issue is just playing on the road so far uh, going up 9 spots this week the baltimore ravens um i think this is a little bit high for them i know they just straight up dominated the lions um but i i just i don't know if i can really see see them dominating a team like that again uh it's just the way one the way the nfl works and i still can't trust lamar despite you know detroit making doing their best to make lamar look like a really really good quarterback i i just don't know if i can still trust him man
1: yeah so i actually don't mind this placement i i thought maybe they'd go a little crazy because I actually saw an analyst put Baltimore at number one at his power rankings after the win against the Lions, which I thought that was a little bit of an overreach for sure, number one team in the NFL. But I think four is a fine spot for them. You know, they just dominated. Do I think they're going to do that again to another, like, top five team? Probably not. But, I mean, you got to give them credit for just – you know they knew Detroit was going to be a tough team for them five and one and they came out and didn't make any mistakes and made sure that they secured the win pretty early in that game. So I respect number four for Baltimore. Like I said, number one's a little, little of an overreaction. I feel like from some people.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, number one's definitely way big overreaction. Um, but who they have at number one, I. I really don't agree with here still, but we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Dropping two spots from that number one spot to number three, San Francisco. Look, Two bad losses to teams that you should definitely beat in a row. Doesn't look good. Brock Purdy, you know, two picks in the fourth quarter. Ending any chance of a comeback for the 49ers. Yeah, it, it was not a very good game for the 49ers. The defense didn't hold up against that Pretty mid offense, um, but yeah, just I I agree with with this placement, man. They have not looked good the last two weeks, and you know, like you said earlier on, uh, a few weeks ago, it was just you know, they they're number one until someone beats them, and now they've been beaten twice. And look at that, they're not number one anymore.
1: Yeah, I mean, can't have them at number one. Uh, like I said last week, I thought maybe you know. You no know, bad game, they had some injuries, put them at number, you can keep them at number one, but now that they've lost back-to-back, you gotta move them down, and I think that three is respectable.
0: Yeah, it's pretty respectable, I think, you know, they'll be looking to bounce back, but I don't think they're gonna do a whole lot with uh, Brock Purdy. Uh, at number two, going up three spots, the Philadelphia Eagles, I think they should be number one, in my honest opinion, um they've done a lot more so far than the team that's at number 1. Uh they they you know, they held only they held Miami's explosive offense to only 17 points. That's pretty impressive. Now, yes, like I said Miami on the road is completely different from Miami at home, but still to do what they did uh after a pretty tough, you know, last few 3 weeks, 3 or 4 weeks now for Philadelphia. there was a very nice win against a very, very good Miami team.
1: Yeah. Um, honestly, I feel like it's just pick your poison at this point uh, between the Chiefs or the Eagles. For me, it's tough because last week I would have for sure said, mm. well, last week they both kind of disappointed me. I felt like they were both were kind of high up. Uh, the Eagles definitely had the more dominant win this week, so I probably would give the edge to the Eagles um, over the Chiefs, even though the Chiefs were dominant too, but Eagles being the Dolphins, I think the Dolphins are better than the Chargers for sure. So definitely a more impressive opponent. So um, It's tough though, man, but I think I got to agree with you. The Eagles, uh, number one, should be number one.
0: Absolutely. And then at number one, moving up one spot, the Kansas City Chiefs. Look, they, they finally played a very complete game for the first time this season, which is why I think they're a little too high up. It's just... Against really, really good teams, they haven't looked good at all. I mean, they lost to the Lions. I wouldn't say the Lions are really, really good, but the Lions are a good team. And, and you know, not looking good against really, really bad teams, just it's not cutting it for me. Now I know they get, they get a win. It's pretty dominant over a divisional uh, rival. But I just – I cannot justify putting Kansas City at number one yet.
1: Yeah, I mean – I'd have them number two just because I feel like you got to put the one-loss teams at one and two, uh, just because they've you know they haven't lost more than one game. So I'd put Kansas State at number two. I'm not too mad about them being number one. Like I said, uh, you got to put those two at the top. Um, but we'll see, man. Next week uh, we'll see how they how they fare. Are they uh, they playing next week or are they on a bye?
0: Uh, let me. Look real quick. I believe now Kansas City does play next week. Uh, they play the Broncos. Uh, okay. we'll, we'll get into oh, that later yeah. in the episode. Uh, but for now, we're gonna look back at into uh, the the college football games this week. A couple of upsets in this uh in the top twenty five. A ton of upsets not in the top twenty five. Uh, but we're not gonna cover those but let's start it off saturday night michigan state hosted michigan i know you went to the game uh with ian um mm-hmm. and and you know you guys you know had everyone doing the fuck ohio chant yeah. but michigan yeah. wins 49 to nothing um look despite everything going on with michigan and the and the cheating scandal that's you know still being investigated michigan state you know, was being very cautious with with how they were calling plays. You know, having uh, Katen Hauser go to the sideline to get the play. Um, it was it was a very you know it kind of it was a very dominant game from Michigan. Um, they should have had another touchdown at the end, but you know uh, Donovan Edwards apparently didn't get set there. But it is what it is. It could have been you know fifty six nothing had the game rest of the game shaked out the way it did. Uh, But, yeah, man, uh, Michigan just a very, very dominant performance. Again, doing what they need to do, making bad teams look bad. The over-under for this was 46-and-a-half, and Michigan covered it by themselves. Um, But, yeah, man, just a dominant win. And I think it kind of showed that, you know, Michigan, despite, you know, really not knowing Michigan State's plays, if that's what they were doing, stealing signs, it kind of showed in a way that Michigan – doesn't really need to
1: yeah um michigan i mean michigan state is just fucking awful this year man but i will say i want to talk about a few things real quick from my experience there i mean you know spartan stadium it's definitely cool man they need to get rid of the fucking steep-ass uh uh climb though to get to like the upper levels man it feels like you're walking up the fucking like uh, a 15-incline treadmill man it's it's crazy um someone's gonna fall on one of them things one day man uh especially like in the snow and ice and shit um yeah man we had a lit section section 107 if you were there uh section 107 was lit we were next to some michigan fans who were just plastered out their mind but they were cool fucking dudes um you know very respectful you know they were definitely big michigan fans but you know like i said kind of our little back and forth there which was cool um, there was some fucking asshole Michigan State guy who was getting into it with some of the Michigan guys who were next to us, and they actually got kicked out of the stadium. Uh, so I thought that was pretty funny. We started a fuck Ohio chant that was going on throughout the whole game. We just had a really lit-ass section. We saw two drunk guys kind of uh, arguing with each other at the end of the game. Um, yeah, so I had a really good time even though it was a 49 nothing blowout. Uh, just the crowd, the atmosphere is unmatched, man. Especially you go to a college game, man, it, it's lit.
0: Yeah, the, the only college game I've been to was uh, Michigan's beat down over Purdue last year in the Big Ten title game. But yeah, man, it was it was a big blow. I'm happy that that we won. I didn't. I only watched the first half. I didn't care about the second half because I I knew we already had the win after the first drive. Um, but yeah. Uh, number three, Ohio State hosted number seven, Penn State. They win 20-12. to Now, look, I still think Penn State's defense is one of, if not the best defenses in the country. And Ohio State's offense really isn't all that much. But Ohio State's defense showed out this weekend. Uh, they were able to slow down Penn State's offense, especially their run game, which I thought was going to be very, very dominant. Um but, yeah, man, Ohio State took care of business, um, and, and, yeah, th- this was a very fun game to watch.
1: Yeah, I actually, I don't know about fun because, I mean, I didn't catch a lot of the game because I was getting ready for it, but I was like, Well, wow. I mean, if, I mean, if you like defensive games, this was definitely the one for you. But I'm like, really, twenty twenty 20 to 12? Like, that's what we get out of a three-versus-seven matchup? Uh, pretty crazy, uh, Ohio State with the big, uh, win though Penn State's defense definitely did good, but yeah, just no offense at all.
0: Yeah, I I, I thought Penn State was going to win this one. I know you did too. Um, yeah. j- just because Ohio State's offense has struggled a lot, but and their defense has struggled against the run. But man, they they really really stepped up uh, for this game and pulled off the W. Uh, Oklahoma number six hosted UCF and they almost get upset. They went 31 to 29 I UCF was up at some points in the game um, Oklahoma did not look good at all man um, they, they were really struggling against a really really bad UCF team
1: yeah and I think I remember when we did the podcast last week um, we were like we pretty much just brushed this game to the side we were like you know Oklahoma's got this I mean they're a big favorite and they almost lost which was it was crazy to see.
0: Yeah, we, we we literally were both like, yeah, Oklahoma by like 30 or whatever, like th- th- this it was a very close game that I did not see coming. Uh Navy hosted number 22 Air Force. Air Force wins 17 to 6. Um Air Force kind of struggled a little bit, you know, their their offense has been really rolling so far this year, but they struggled against a really really bad Navy team and a really really bad Navy defense, man. Um but they were able to handle business. They did cover the spread, I believe, too. But, man, it wasn't a very, very exciting game to watch at all.
1: Yeah, it wasn't. Um, Air Force, though, you know, ranked team, and they came out with the wins. So, good for them for, you know, uh, being ranked and not letting it get to them and winning the game out.
0: Yeah, it's very weird to see any of the uh, the academy schools be uh, – Ranked, but here we are with Air Force ranked. Uh, number nine, Oregon hosted Washington State. They win at thirty-eight to twenty-four. Bo Nix had a really, really good game again. Um, you know, and and Washington State they they put up a good fight, but at the end they just fall pretty short. They lose by fourteen. To Oregon,
1: yeah, Oregon uh, with the big win. At least Washington State didn't get blown out as bad as they did last week against Arizona. So. At least they were somewhat, you know, um, close in this game. But Oregon, the better team, and wins wins the game.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's been a long couple of weeks now for Washington State. Couple few losses strung together now, and yeah, they were ranked, and now they're not even close. Uh, number eleven Bama hosted number seventeen Tennessee. They win thirty four to twenty. Um, I, I know we were both really hoping that Tennessee won. We both thought Bama would win, but we both wanted Tennessee to win in this one. And, yeah, that's exactly how it played out, man. Uh, Bama took the win here. Um, yeah, uh, it was not a very good game, uh, especially for Joe Milton, man. He's just so inaccurate, but he has such a great arm on him.
1: Yeah. Again, Bama taking over. Uh Wish they'd lose again.
0: Don't don't America would love it if Bama lost again, yeah, but yeah. yeah. Uh number twenty Missouri hosted South Carolina. They win thirty four to twelve. Um plain and simple, Spencer Rattler's dog ass. I don't know what any of the hype was about oh, him, God. man. But yeah, it Missouri handled business very well. Um their defense looked really good. Their offense has been really good so far this year, man. Um but yeah, Missouri Putting on a pretty good show so far this year.
1: Yeah, they've definitely been better than I thought they'd be. Um, yeah, Spencer Allen, man, I remember when he was hyped up to be, like, a, like a top pick, man. Like, And he's just not that. Um, but, yeah, so that was a good win, though.
0: Yeah, I, I remember, like, he was all hyped up at Oklahoma, and now he's, yeah, it's just, he's just not looking good. Uh, number 23 lane hosted North Texas. Uh, I know we said last week, you know, neither of us really know anything about North Texas, but uh, I didn't look at the spread until now. Tulane was favored by 20 in this one. So I guess North Texas is pretty bad, but uh, Tulane won it 35-28. to uh, Tulane's offense is really, really good. Their defense has a lot of questions still. Um, but yeah, man, they, they struggle against, a, I guess, a really bad North Texas team, but uh, they were able to still at least win the game so yeah uh pretty decent win there for two lane though
1: yeah um two lane with the with the nice win but definitely closer than i thought it'd be so we'll have to see how they can do moving forward
0: yeah uh one of the big upsets oh, i guess it would i wouldn't say really big considering the the score and all um and who was upset? Number twenty-four, Iowa hosted Minnesota. <laughs> they Minnesota wins twelve to ten. Um, nice
1: job, Iowa.
0: <laughs> yeah, Iowa. Look, your your offensive coordinator, he's gone, dude. Your 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 twenty-five point uh, per game average this year is now at like a thirty-six or a thirty-seven point per game average. You're not hitting it, man. I'm sorry, uh, Minnesota with a sneaky W here though. They are not a very good team, but. Uh, yeah, able to sneak one past uh, a really, really good Iowa defense.
1: Yeah, Cade McNamara, man. What's the deal, man? Like, can't get nothing going on offense. Iowa always has one of the best defenses and just no offense. Bottom of college football offense, man. It's well, Like a Mac offense, bro. Yeah, well,
0: uh, Cade McNamara's injured. He's been out. I think the last like two oh. weeks now, Yeah. Uh, and and know. then they also don't the have
1: offense still stinks. yeah, and
0: and they they also don't have Eric All, so that doesn't help uh, either in the receiving game. But yeah, I was just can't do anything offensively. Uh, Houston hosted number eight Texas. Texas wins thirty one to twenty four. Um, it was a bit closer of a game than I thought it would be. Uh, that said, Texas did handle business at least. Um. You know, Texas went into this one as as a 24-point favorite, but, yeah, they just they struggled. Uh, I mean, they've been kind of struggling since that loss to Oklahoma, uh, but I still do firmly believe that Texas is back.
1: Yeah, I mean, this was a solid win for them. Um, definitely took care of what they needed to in this one.
0: Yeah, they did just that and you know who didn't take care of business this week and this is probably the biggest upset of the week North Carolina hosted Virginia yeah. and they lose Virginia wins 31-27 Drake May North did not
1: I got in the top 10
0: Yep, too. you get into the top 10 and suddenly you play like shit Drake May you know he went 24 for 48 he had 350 yards of passing two touchdowns he threw a pick um and you know North Carolina's defense did not do anything to stop this uh, Virginia offense who is not good at all. There I believe I think there I think Virginia's offense was ranked uh, going into this game like 99th in the country, uh, which is really really bad, uh, especially if you have a bunch of you know max schools ahead of you uh, as a, as a Power Five school. Um, but yeah, man. This was not a very good showing for North Carolina. Drake May had a pretty average day, I would say. Uh, you know, he he only went 50% on his pass completion, which isn't really that good against a pretty bad Virginia defense. And and still threw for 350 yards, which is insane. But yeah, man, North Carolina's defense couldn't stop him.
1: Yeah, they just they couldn't do anything, which is just crazy cuz they're playing Virginia, so uh, I think they were like what you said, like a twenty point favorite or something like that.
0: Uh, twenty four point favorites.
1: Yeah, crazy.
0: Um, an a, a upset that almost happened. Auburn hosted Ole Miss, number thirteen. Ole Miss, they win twenty eight to twenty one. Um, you know, Ole Miss. If you look at the win probability, it's kind of funny. They're they're floating right around that seventy five percent for most of the game. Late third quarter, though it drops to zero percent. It's it's a fifty fifty split at who's gonna win at that point. Uh Ole Miss was only a six and a half point favorite in this one, so they barely covered um well they, they covered. Um and and you know, this was this was a pretty fun game to watch. It wasn't really low scoring. I thought Auburn I thought Auburn would get blown out in this one though. Ole Miss's offense has been really, really good this year, but yeah, Auburn able to stick it out with their pretty pretty stout defense that they have
1: yeah uh Ole mess man I mean they were pretty high up there and they almost they almost fumbled it man so at least they were able to win but they they might even go down in the
0: rankings we'll see yeah uh Florida state number four hosted number sixteen duke they win thirty eight to twenty um look I expect this win uh Florida state's offense has been rolling once again after a couple struggling weeks um their defense held up against the Duke offense, who's been pretty good so far this year. But they're obviously without their starting quarterback now. Uh, but, yeah, man, Florida State handled business in this one. They they came in as a 14-point favorite. They covered as well. Um, yeah, man, it was a very good win for Florida State, though.
1: It was crazy because Florida State and Duke, this was actually pretty close in the first half, but then the second half, Florida State just blew the doors open. In the game, so definitely came out firing in the second half to win the game.
0: Yeah, they they absolutely did. It was a very good first half, really, to watch. And Florida State just yeah, like you said, pulled away. Uh, number nineteen LSU. We're gonna blow through this game real quick. They hosted Army. They went sixty two to nothing. <laughs> That's <laughs> enough said, man. Our Army's just Army. they they're so bad. So well, let's just let's just move on from that one. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, number eighteen USC hosted number fourteen Utah. Uh, USC coming off of two bad or coming off a loss uh, to Notre Dame, and they get manhandled by Utah. Man, they uh, USC came into this one as a seven and a half point favorite. They lose on a last second field goal to Utah. Um, look, I, I think. Realistically, Utah's defense is the ones that really saved them or kept them in this game. Bryson Barnes had a really good game, uh, and and you know USC was able to keep contain uh, Caleb Williams, who went twenty four for thirty four and two hundred fifty six yards, man. Um, but yeah, the Utah's defense came up really really big, um, and uh, you know well USC's defense is still allergic to fucking tackling, so there we go with that.
1: Yeah, USC just not looking good again. And I was seeing today, man. There, there was some crazy people saying Caleb Williams should just sit out the rest of the season. He has nothing left to play for. He's not not. He's not going to win the Heisman. He's not going to uh, compete in the college football playoffs. But I mean, he still has the pack uh, the Pac twelve title game that they could potentially go to. Um, and then I. I wouldn't want to see him quit on this team, but, I mean, do you think Caleb Williams should sit out the rest of the year and get ready for the draft?
0: No. I mean, look, yeah, he might not win the Heisman now. Yeah, he's definitely not going to the college football playoffs now. But, and he's probably not going to play in the Pac-12 championship unless something drastic happens to Utah, Oregon, and Washington. Uh, there's just no way that USC is even going to make it to um, – to, to the Pac-12 championship game, the last Pac-12 championship game, mind you. Um, that said, man, y- you still got to make yourself at least look good in- for the NFL. I know he, he, you know, he has, he doesn't have a lot to really play for now. But if you still want to go number one overall, go out there and prove that you deserve to be number one overall. You know. Mm-hmm. Number uh, 25 UCLA went into Stanford. They win 42-7. UCLA needed a bounce back after last week's loss, um, and, and I mean yes, Stanford's really bad. Yes, they have the upset win over Buff over not Buffalo but uh, Colorado, which oh man, that 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 victory was it might be the might be the greatest victory this year in my honest opinion, <laughs> just for the memes that happened. But yeah, man, uh, UCLA getting uh, everything that they needed to done. They handled Stanford very, very well. They win
1: 42-7. Yeah. Um, you know, Stanford, uh, not much here. But uh, like you said, man, that win against Colorado was super satisfying, though.
0: Yeah. And then lastly, Washington hosts, number five Washington hosted Arizona State. They win 15-7. to uh, Penix did not really play a very good game at all. Um, Washington's offense uh, struggled, especially you know with Penix throwing those two picks. Um, their defense, obviously, well, it's Arizona State, so you're, you're not going to allow them to score a whole lot. But this should have been a blowout, man. But I, I know Washington's coming off a very, very, very emotional win over Oregon. And so that's probably what, caused this to happen with, you know, just a very bad game offensively from everyone. Um, But, yeah, man, Washington barely getting the job done this weekend.
1: Yeah, I think uh, you were right on just Washington played so hard against Oregon and got that big, hard-fought win. I think that took a lot out of them for this upcoming week. That You know, they definitely didn't play as well, but as long as they got the win, I think that they're still happy that they – they were able to just do that and move on and maybe recover and you know move past the big high with the Oregon win and get back into the uh, race here for the college football playoffs.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It, it, a, a win like that does not help your bid in, in all reality. But that does it for your uh, NCAA top 25 matchups for this weekend. So now we're going to move in uh, to – the previews for this weekend and Thursday night, uh, we got a pretty decent game here for once on primetime. Uh, the Bills host the Buccaneers, Buffalo's an eight and a half point favorite in this one. Um, obviously, the Bucks coming off two bad losses now to one to Detroit, and then the other to a very bad Atlanta team. Um, and and you know. The Bills coming off a very, very tough loss as well from New England. So who's who's losing streak is going to continue? I think it's going to be uh, Tampa Bay.
1: I think so, too. I think Buffalo will come back and win this one. I mean, they just lost the Patriots. They cannot lose to Tampa, too. So, I mean, Tampa's definitely a respectable team, but Buffalo should be able to, to win this one.
0: Yeah, they, they definitely should. Uh Miami hosts New England. They're a nine and a half point favorite. Uh Miami, you know, I at home, I, I I expect them to win this one. Uh New England, yes, they just they did just beat uh Buffalo. But that said, I think Miami's a lot better of a team than Buffalo, so yeah, I think Miami wins this one. I don't know if they cover necessarily, but they probably will.
1: Yeah, I think they're gonna cover too. I think that... They'll win by like two scores, so probably like fourteen,
0: yep uh the the New York versus New York battle Giants host the Jets, although technically the Jets are also hosting the Giants, you know you know'cause they share the same stadium all jokes aside though uh the Jets are favored by three in this one uh look the Giants offense is dog ass, so is the Jets offense, but that said, the Jets have a Super Bowl caliber defense. So I'm gonna go with the Jets in this one. I think it'll be a very, very, very low scoring game, like like what we saw in Minnesota and Iowa, something about like a, a ten to twelve final score, or something like that, I think we will see.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Um I'm gonna go with the Jets too in this one. Uh I could see it being like another thirteen to ten final or something like that. Pretty low-scoring game.
0: Yeah, it's going to be very, very low-scoring. Steelers host the Jaguars. Jacksonville's a a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this one. Um, My gut's telling me to take Jacksonville in this one and the points, but I don't know, man. The Steelers have been playing really, really good ball lately, Uh, but I think I am going to stick with Jacksonville, and they will cover just barely, though.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go Jacksonville, too. I think that that spread is Pretty head on. I think it's going to be about like a three point game. I I think that uh, Jacksonville and the Steelers is definitely going to be tougher than most people are thinking. Steelers have definitely been playing better. But Jacksonville is the better team, so I think they'll take this one. Um, but I wouldn't be shocked if the Steelers uh, get another win here. But uh, Jacksonville uh, also needs to get some big wins here coming up.
0: Yeah, Jacksonville definitely needs needs to win. Uh, so does Pittsburgh, though, if they want to even have a chance at really sniffing the playoffs. But yeah, I like I I think Jacksonville is the better team. But man, the Steelers have just just been wrecking people lately, and not like wrecking them, wrecking them, but just you know coming out and beating teams that they're you know underdogs to. Uh, Tennessee hosts Atlanta. Atlanta's a two and a half point favorite in this one. I don't agree with the spread necessarily I think Atlanta's definitely gonna win I think it's gonna be a much bigger spread than this though I think the Titans defense is really bad their offense is really bad Atlanta's offense has proven at times to be somewhat good and their defense is really really good as well I th- I think they're definitely a top five defense um you know they, they're I think they're like the seventh or eighth best you know statistical defense. Um, but yeah, I, I think Atlanta wins this one. I think they way more than cover this two and a half though.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Um, I think that, you know, that two and a half point spread is, um, not doing it justice for real. I think that they, uh, like you said, more than cover.
0: Yeah. Uh, Carolina hosts Houston. Houston is a three point favorite in this one. Uh, Obviously, the Texans are at 500. The Panthers haven't even won a game yet. Um, And, you know, C.J. Stroud, he's been struggling after a pretty good start to the season. I think this week, though, he bounces back. Uh, The Texans win the cover as well.
1: C.J. Stroud versus Bryce Young, number one versus number two here. Going to be a great battle. And I think, of course, we're going to take C.J. Stroud uh, in this game in Houston to, to win this one.
0: Green Bay hosts Minnesota. The odds are even for this one. Um, I want Green Bay to win this one, um, just because it helps the Lions if they win. Uh, so yeah, I'm going. I'm going with Green Bay in this one. Um, you know, like I said, you know, both of these teams have been struggling. Kirk Cousins obviously showed up big time on, uh, last night on Monday, but. At the same time, I I just, I just, you know, I I think the Packers have a good enough defense to stop Minnesota, and they don't have Justin Jefferson still. Um, So yeah, I'm I'm picking the Packers for this one.
1: I think this one's gonna be close. Like you said, I kind of want the Packers just so that Minnesota will be three and five, but I think Minnesota is gonna win the game, so I'm gonna go with Minnesota. Um, But. We'll see, man. I think this is another very close game that could go either way.
0: Yeah, when 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 you have, when you have even odds for for mm-hmm. a game, when you have an even spread, you, you know it's gonna be a very, very close game. It's probably gonna be really low scoring too. Indianapolis hosts New Orleans. Indy's a one point favorite in this one. Um look, Indy's struggled. They don't have Anthony Richardson. The Saints have struggled. You know, they they lost to Jacksonville this past week when they were favorited. Um, Look, I I think Indianapolis wins this one. I don't know if they cover. I mean, they definitely will cover. It's a flat one. What am I talking about? But that said, um, this is going to be a very, very close game still. I wouldn't be shocked at all to see the Saints win this one. I would like to see the Saints win this one just because – I, I I want the memes to happen for Indianapolis because I, I'm just tired of all the all the, the, the talking heads in this town talking about how good the Colts are and how they can make the playoffs still and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, shut up. They're not that good. Uh, so But I think they will win this week.
1: Yeah, I got the Colts too. The Saints, I mean, they're both really inconsistent. I mean, the Colts are the same way, though. They'll, they'll do really well and then they'll stink another week but I have more faith in them than I do the Saints. I just I think the Saints are so fraudulent. Uh, the Colts really aren't that great either. I mean, this is a toss-up, but if you had to ask me, you know, like, which team do you have more faith in, I would say the Colts.
0: Yeah, and that's basically what it comes down to, is I have a slight bit more faith in the Colts than I do the Saints. Uh, the Commanders host the Eagles. Philadelphia is a six-and-a-half point favorite in this one. Last time these two played, which was, I think, week five, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Washington took Philly to overtime. Um, yeah. This time, Washington's at home. If they play like they did uh, on the road at home now, I could see com- I could see the Commanders winning this one. I think I'm going to take the Eagles, though, just to be on the safe side, but I would not be shocked at all to see the commanders win this
1: yeah the commanders seem to always play the eagles tough and uh, i'm pretty sure they beat them when they were eight no um was it last year or two years ago when the eagles were eight zero to start the year the commanders beat them they almost beat them this year commanders play the eagles pretty tough as a in-division rivalry there uh i do think the eagles will pull it out but i think that it's gonna be close i mean the Commanders, man, they uh, they like playing the Eagles tough.
0: Yeah, they they always seem to, to do to play the Eagles tough, man. Um, I, th- I you know, like I said, I am picking the Eagles to win this one, but man, part of me wants to pick the Commanders just because you know they're at home, they play Philly very tough. They took them to overtime already this year. And Philly just barely able to squeak out with the win in that one. So part of me almost wants to take the Commanders, but I'm going to stay away. Uh, Seattle hosts Cleveland. Seattle a three-point favorite in this one. Um, You know, I, I think Seattle's going to win this one. I think their offense is going to struggle a little bit against this Browns defense, who's proven to be really good so far this year. But, man, the Browns' offense just can't do anything. Seattle's defense, while it's not the greatest, I think could definitely stop this Browns' offense. So I'm going to take Seattle in this one. I think they cover as well.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with the uh, Seahawks as well. I think this is a close game, though. I think that the Browns' defense will definitely hold Seattle's offense at least to a somewhat reasonable amount of points, maybe in the 20s. But I think Seattle is uh, is – I trust their offense more than I trust, or I trust Seattle's defense more than I trust the Browns' offense. So I think their defense will be fine holding the Browns' offense, and I think Seattle will pull away and uh, win this one eventually.
0: Yeah, I, I just, yeah, I, I don't know, man. This one, this one's, I think, it's going to be a pretty close game for most of it. But yeah, I just the the Browns' offense, I can't trust it at all. Arizona hosts Baltimore Baltimore is an eight and a half point favorite in this one um I think Baltimore wins I think Arizona is actually going to keep this very close I think what we saw this this past weekend from Baltimore was just a not I wouldn't necessarily say a fluke but I don't think you're going to see that level of dominance from them again um you know it's very hard to dominate a team in the NFL um I think Arizona at least will keep this one close, though, but I am going to take Baltimore, but Arizona's going to cover.
1: Yeah, I mean, when you have such a dominant win, it's really hard to follow that up with in it, with another really dominant win, but I think that um, uh, Baltimore is easily going to win this one. Again, like you said, I'm not sure if they're going to cover. Arizona's definitely going to keep it close, but I feel like at the end Baltimore might pull away and cover the spreads, so... Uh, we'll definitely see how that goes, but Baltimore's winning this one.
0: Yeah, no, they're definitely winning. I just, yeah, I, I just can't see them covering, especially coming off a very big win like that. Uh, Denver hosts Kansas City. Kansas City is eight-point favorite in this one. Um, look, Kansas City outside of last week has struggled offensively. Um, you know. They've they've not looked very dominant like they have in years past. Yes, they're six and one. They're handling business, but man, they just haven't looked like themselves much this year at all. That said, though, Denver's pretty bad. I know they're coming off a pretty big upset win over uh, Green Bay, but Russ uh, washed out. Russ or, or Patrick Mahomes? I'm I'm gonna take Patrick Mahomes. I think Kansas City covers this as well.
1: Yeah, I'm going Kansas City as well. Denver just... Russ is garbage. One of the worst quarterbacks in the league. and Their defense wasn't so hot either. Kansas City, I think, uh, wins this one pretty easily.
0: Uh, San Francisco hosts Cincinnati. San Francisco's a five and a half point favorite in this one. Is this the get-right week for Brock Purdy and the 49ers? I don't know. Uh, The Bengals have been a lot better. They're coming off a bye. Um, I'm going to take the Bengals in this one. I think San Francisco will go on a three-game losing streak here. I I don't know if they get better yet. And like I said, Cincinnati's coming off a bye, and they've been playing really good ball uh, the last couple weeks now. So, yeah, I'm taking uh, the Bengals.
1: I'm also going to roll with the Bengals here. I think that uh, I really want to pick the 49ers because I really like their team, but I also really love the Bengals team. Uh, I love Chase uh, and Burrow, of course. Uh, I think that they're going to be electric this week, and I think that the 49ers will lose another game, but then they're going to go on another big winning streak after they lose this third game.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think I, I could really see the Niners doing exactly that, losing this one and then go on another nice streak. Uh, the Chargers host the Bears. Uh, the Chargers are an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. This is your toilet bowl of the week. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with the Chargers in this one. Uh, I trust their defense enough to stop this very, 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 very bad Bears uh, offense. The Bears' offense blows. I think this is a get-right week for uh, for Justin Herbert after a pretty bismal, bismal week this past week um, against Kansas City. Yeah, I'm taking the Chargers this one. I think it's going to be a closer game than this spread says. I think L.A. by five.
1: Yeah, I mean, if the Chargers lose to the Bears, man, I mean, that's that's just awful. I uh, Can't lose to the Bears. I do think that they will win this one. I think with you, too, I think that – be around a touchdown uh, win, so I can see like a twenty-seven to twenty win here for the Chargers.
0: Yeah, some, something like that, or or like a or like a twenty-eight to twenty-three win, something something like that. I think is really realistic uh, for the Chargers here. And then Monday night, Detroit hosts Las Vegas. Detroit's an eight-point favorite in this one. Vegas is a very is a struggling team. They don't have Jimmy G right now, or at least I don't think they have Jimmy G right now. Um and you know, the Lions, you know, they're coming off a very 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 bad loss to Baltimore. I think this is a get right week for the entire team. The offense will finally reset itself, maybe get something going again. And then the defense, they definitely want to get themselves right because that, you know, that's an embarrassing loss. Uh, To just keep letting Baltimore score again and again and again and again. Uh, So, yeah, I think Detroit wins this one. I don't know if they cover, though, man, because, you know, the Raiders are kind of a scrappy team in a way, but they're just so bad. I think Detroit, you know, just barely covers this eight point spread at the end.
1: Yeah, I got uh, Detroit as well. Uh, Winning this one. I don't know about covering, it's going to be tough. I'm also wondering how they're going to contain Max Crosby. You know, he's a very good uh, guy there for the Raiders on that D-line. Hopefully Sewell or Decker, whoever he's going to be matched up against, can uh, contain him and uh, the offense can get rolling again. So, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I I think containing Max Crosby would be, obviously the first thing that the, that the Lions want to do and speaking of Max Crosby for a second I really 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 hope Detroit trades for him give someone I to compliment give someone to compliment Aiden Hutchinson on that pass rush man because that's really what Detroit needs is someone to compliment Aiden so that way you know you have two threats to worry about uh covering off the edge man um but yeah it is. I, I think. I think Detroit wins this one. I would love to see Detroit just embarrass Las Vegas, and then, you know, you know the next day, on Tuesday, which is trade deadline day, um, trade for Max Crosby.
1: Yeah, I can't believe how close uh, the trade deadline is coming up. So lots of big moves to be made.
0: Oh yeah, man. There it, it, we're we're gonna cover everything that happens on Tuesday, um, on. Next Tuesday's episode. Uh, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll definitely have to talk a ton about that. But let's get into the uh, the NCAA previews for the top twenty-five. Michigan doesn't play this week; they're on a bye, I think they're the last top twenty-five team to finally have their buy. Uh, so let's get right into it then. Uh, Wake Forest hosts number four Florida State. FSU a twenty-point fo- uh, favorite, twenty-five and a half-point favorite in this one. I think we both take a Florida State in this one. Wake Forest has been pretty ass. Florida State's really good. Enough said, right? Yep. Uh, Kansas hosts number six, Oklahoma. Oklahoma's a 10-point favorite in this one. Uh, Kansas has been in and out of the rankings this season. Um, I think Kansas is actually going to pull off the upset, though. They're at home. They're a pretty decent team. Oklahoma's hasn't looked right, especially keeping it close, uh, you know being almost upset by UCF I think Oklahoma will lose this one I think Kansas wins uh by maybe maybe a last second field goal like we saw uh this past week with USC and Utah.
1: Yeah, I think it's gonna be a a, a closer one than uh before I think Kansas definitely has the potential to win this one, but I think I'm still gonna go with Oklahoma. I know that they haven't played too well uh this year other than that of course that big win against Texas. Um so I think they definitely though have to find something to click with their team especially after that uh tough win this week, you know, down to UCF so uh Kansas though I think puts up a pretty solid fight against them.
0: Yeah, I just I just think this is that t- kind of game that Kansas will Get themselves right, get themselves back to the rankings again, uh, and Oklahoma drops out of the top ten. Uh, number ten, Penn State hosts number or no hosts Indiana. Penn State's a thirty-two point favorite. I think we all agree. Um, yep. Penn State, easy and word. they probably cover. Yeah, easy one. <laughs> uh, Florida hosts number one Georgia. They're a fourteen Georgia's a fourteen and a half point favorite. Um, I think Georgia's gonna win. I would love, 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 love for Georgia to lose this one, but Florida's just so bad, man. They're very fraudulent.
1: Yeah, Georgia, I mean, they've got this. I do think Florida though will put up a solid But I mean, they're definitely a respectable long term program that has had a lot of success in the past, so they definitely are just gonna get steamrolled over. I at least I hope not. Um but they don't stand a chance against the number one team.
0: Yeah, I think there's a chance just because um there's no Brock Wright for Georgia. You know, they don't have the cheat code player out there. I think I think uh Florida will cover this though. I don't know if Georgia will get that fourteen and a half. Uh they they kind of struggled two weeks ago against uh Vanderbilt. So yeah, man, I just I think Georgia wins. I really hope they don't. I really, really hope they don't. But, you know, it is what it is there. Uh, Number seven, Texas hosts BYU. Texas is a 17.5 point favorite in this one. Uh, It's a Big 12 matchup. uh, Because I completely forgot BYU finally joined a uh, division. Or a conference, I should say. Um, But I think Texas wins this one. BYU has actually been pretty decent so far this year. Uh, a couple tough losses, um, but that said, I, th- I think Texas wins this one. Uh, I don't know if they cover though. They've kind of struggled the last couple of weeks now, um, so I I, c- I could see something like a uh, like a thirty five to uh, thirty win or-, or somewhere in that range, you know.
1: Yeah, uh, I gotta agree too, man. Um, Where with, uh, with the pick there. Yeah. Uh
0: number thirteen, Utah, hosts number eight, Oregon. Oregon's a six and a half point favorite. Um this is gonna be a very, very fun game to watch, I think. Um you know, Utah obviously a big, big win over USC. Oregon coming off um a nice bounce back win after losing to Washington. Uh Roadbow Knicks this year has actually been fairly good compared to years prior. Uh, I My my heart wants Utah. My brain says Oregon. I think this is going to be a much closer game than that six and a half, though. I think Oregon wins by, like, two or three here.
1: Yeah, this is like the game of the week, man. I mean, Oregon and Utah, both top teams. I think so as well. I'm going to go with Oregon to win by, like, two or three points. Uh, I'd, I'd love to see Utah. They were a dark horse, um compared at the start of the season, but I just think that Oregon has a little bit better of a team, and, you know, Bo Nix has been better on the road, so I think that they will uh, they'll take this one.
0: Yeah, you, you can actually trust Road Bo Nix this year. Like, you you couldn't trust him last year, but, you know, standing toe-to-toe against, uh, against Michael Penix was, you know, pretty impressive, to say the least. Uh, but, yeah, this is going to be a very tough one. Utah's defense is very, very physical. Uh, which is what I like about them. But it, I think if Utah had Cam Rising and um, ah, that one receiver who's been out as well, I can't, I can't remember his name right now, it starts with an E. Um, but anyways, if they had those two, I think I'd pick Utah easily in this one. But yeah, man, I think this is going to be a pretty close game. Uh, number 14, Notre Dame hosts Pitt. Notre Dame is a 20-point favorite in this one. Uh, Look, I think Notre Dame's going to win this one. I think the cover Pitt is fucking horrible. Um, I don't even know if Pitt's going to make it to a bowl game this year because they're they're that far behind already. Um, You know, you need six wins to make it to a bowl game. And they're running out of time. Uh, But, man, Notre Dame, they've been pretty good so far this year uh, despite losing a couple games, you know, like losing to Louisville and losing to Ohio State. They've still been a pretty solid team so far. But Pitts, man, I just can't pick Pitt, man.
1: Man, so Pitt beat Louisville, and Louisville beat Notre Dame. So I guess anything's possible, but Notre Dame, uh, I think, will win this one. But, I mean, the the football math says that they could lose this one.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the, the my team is better than your team.com, uh, where, where you can just see it'll Pick any random team, and somehow it'll show you that that's better than any other team. Like, like there, there's some math in there where you can show Eastern Michigan's better than Georgia because of you know football math if you follow all the lines. But yeah, look, it'd be kind of funny to see Pitt beat Notre Dame just to make the math correct. Um, but at the end of the day, I just I can't, I can't pick Pitt in this one. Uh, speaking of Louisville, though, they host number 20, Duke. Louisville just a four-point favorite in this one. I'm going to go with the upset win here, though. I think Duke, uh, despite not having their starting quarterback in, uh, Louisville and has been playing really good ball. I just – part of me just really thinks Duke is going to win this one. Um, it's going to be a very close game no matter what. But just – there, there's – there's Some, something in, in, in the lines that are just telling me to pick Duke, so I'm going to take Duke in this one.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with Duke as well. I think that they are an underrated team, and I think that they have a solid chance to upset and win this one.
0: Yeah, I, I think there's a very good chance for a Duke win here, but I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I think this game could go either way, but I think Duke, I like Duke a lot in this one. Uh, Rice hosts number 22, Tulane. Tulane's just an 11-point favorite in this one. Rice is a joke. Tulane, like I said, their offense is really good. Their defense is kind of questionable. And if you're questionable as as a group of five, you know, defense, it's not really saying a whole lot. Um, but that's it. I think Tulane wins. I think the cover as well. Rice blows, man.
1: Yeah. Uh, Rice... I mean, who, who's on that? Like, no one even really knows about that team. Tulane, you know, they struggled at points. I'm definitely taking them.
0: Cal hosts number 24, USC. Can't believe they dropped that far, but I can at the same time after losing to Utah. Anyways, USC is just an 11-point favorite in this one. Um, look, I, I think this is a week where USC bounces back. Cal blows. I know USC's... You know, defense is allergic to tackling, but Cal's offense is fucking horrible. Um, I I just think USC is just going to, like, just, you know, outscore them, really, at the end of the day. Uh, but USC by quite a wide margin.
1: Yeah, I was actually talking with someone, like, is USC even going to be ranked anymore, like, after what happened to them this week? So, they are they're number 24, but I think that they'll, they'll win this one. I mean, not really that tough of an event an opponent compared to the weeks they've had with, you know, Notre Dame and um, this last week against uh, Utah.
0: Yeah, it's just, you know, USC's had a pretty tough schedule the last couple of weeks, and now they get a nice easy break before they go and play some other tough teams. Uh, Stanford hosts number five, Washington. Washington, a 26.5 point favorite in this one. Now. I think Washington wins. I think they cover. That said, look out for a possible upset alert. I know Washington's probably going to blow this one out. But that said, Washington, you know, struggling against Arizona State. Not that impressive. Stanford's a slightly better team than Arizona State. So maybe it was a lot of emotions this, this past week after that big win for Washington. And that's why they struggled. And only kicked, you know, five field goals to win. But at the end of the day, I think Washington will win. I think they will cover. But you know, Stanford—they might—they t- might stick it to them. Who knows?
1: Yeah, um, I definitely could. You know, see Stanford coming back. Um, you yeah, know, that'd be pretty funny. But I think that Stanford uh, just doesn't have the team to compete in this one.
0: No, they—they they definitely don't. But you know, you know, everyone thought you know Stanford couldn't compete with Colorado. But you know, here we are. Uh, Colorado State hosts number nineteen Air Force. Air Force moved up in the rankings despite kind of struggling this week, but kind of makes sense with USC losing. But anyways, Air Force is only favored by twelve in this one. Colorado State, they 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 stuck it to Colorado, took it to overtime with them. Um, they're three and four, but I, I just think Air Force wins this one. They're They've got a lot going for them. I think Air Force kind of gets things back in order uh, this week, and they'll handle business with Colorado State.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Uh, I think Air Force is definitely solid team, and Colorado State is just not good. So um, they're, they're going to take the W in this one.
0: The Battle of the Moonshiners. Kentucky hosts number 21 Tennessee. Tennessee coming off a lost to Alabama this week. Uh, Tennessee's just a three-and-a-half point favorite in this one. I kind of like the upset in this one. Uh, Kentucky, you know, they're not really a good team at all. Tennessee's been struggling, though, as of late. They struggled against A&M. Um, they obviously just got beat pretty badly by Bama. Um, I am, I think I am going to take Kentucky in this one, actually. Um you know Tennessee struggles against the run. Kentucky can run the ball very well, but that's really all Kentucky can do. But I just I just can't trust Joe Milton anymore. I think Tennessee loses in this one, uh, but it's going to be a pretty close game no matter what.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I think that both these teams are solid enough for sure. Um, I think I'm going to go with Kentucky as well, but I think that it could go either way.
0: Wisconsin hosts number three, Ohio State. Ohio State's just a 14.5 point favorite in this one. Wisconsin, after kind of a slow start to the season, they were ranked to start the season. They fell out of the rankings. You know, and now they've put together a couple of pretty decent games in this one. But I don't think they're any match for Ohio State in this one. I think Ohio State wins. They cover as well. But I think Wisconsin's going to keep it close, at least for the first half.
1: Yeah, they definitely will. They'll definitely keep it close, but, um, you know, I think the Ohio State is just too much for, for them to handle.
0: Yeah, I just, you know, you, Wisconsin's offense still isn't that great because, you know, they're trying to get a bunch of guys that are good for pass or for run blocking to do a bunch of pass blocking. So that's, I think, where their offense started to struggle. But I think those guys are starting to get a little bit used to it. Number 12, Ole Miss hosts Vanderbilt in this one. Uh, I think, you know, Maxwell Vanderbilt is going to get blown out. Uh, Ole Miss is a 24.5-point favorite in this one. I think we both agree we're taking Ole Miss here. Yeah, definitely. Number 23, UCLA hosts Colorado. UCLA a 17-point favorite in this one. Um, I'm going to take the favorite again. I think UCLA is obviously a much better team than than a lot of people think. Uh, Colorado, Deion Sanders—they're all overrated, man. Uh, I, I saw I saw someone—I don't know if they were serious or not—but they said that Shador should be in the Heisman talk. Like, dude, come on now—he's nowhere near that level of Drake May or Caleb Williams or Michael Panix or you know, even JJ McCarthy's in the in the Heisman talks now. Uh, which I don't understand why JJ is. As a Michigan fan, I don't understand why JJ is, to be honest with you, but it is what it is there. I think we both agree,
1: though, UCLA wins this
0: one. I don't know about cover, but they definitely win.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. And I actually saw those, too, with uh, Shadir Sanders, like top three in Heisman, um, especially when Colorado uh, hadn't lost the game yet. They were really high on him and Travis Hunter as well. But I think that UCLA is going to win this one pretty easily. Yeah, there's just no way
0: uh, Colorado comes close, I think. Georgia Tech hosts number 17, North Carolina. Uh, UNC obviously coming off a bad, bad loss uh, to Virginia. Um, I think they win this one. I know Georgia Tech does have a pretty decent win against Miami this year. Granted, that was because of you know Mario Cristobal being a fucking dumbass, but that's uh, another topic, I guess, for another day. I think UNC gets it right this week. Um, uh, Georgia Tech, just they aren't really that good of a team. Uh, so, yeah, I'm taking North Carolina in this one. They probably cover as well, though.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. Um, definitely a tough loss for them this last week. So um, we'll see how they can do uh, in this one. But I think North Carolina bounces back.
0: I, I, yeah, I just I just don't see no, how North Carolina loses this one, unless they play just as bad as they did against uh, Virginia. Number 25, James Madison getting into the rankings somehow. I know they're 7-0, and but come on now, man, really? <laughs> Anyways, they host Old Dominion. They're a 19.5-point favorite in this one. I don't really know a whole bunch about either of these schools. I know there's a little bit of hype about James Madison, man, but – it's it's group of five, so I really don't give a shit unless it's the Mac. Um, but yeah, uh, look, I'm gonna go with James Madison here. I don't know if they cover or not because I really don't know about either of these teams. Uh, but if you're ranked, you gotta be pretty good. If you're ranked as a group of five school, you gotta be pretty good. So they probably will cover in this one.
1: Yeah, I I think so too. Um, I'm just I'm just shocked they're they're actually ranked. To be honest with you.
0: Yeah, like I don't really pay much attention to, you know, any group of five uh, schools at all, unless it's the MAC, like I said, and that's just because of you know, like I li- I like Eastern Michigan. That's always been my my MAC school uh, per se. But uh, yeah, uh, if if you're you know if you're group of five and you're ranked, you got to be pretty good, and if you're a nineteen and a half point favorite in those games, you're probably pretty good. And then lastly. Arizona hosts number 11, Oregon State. Oregon State just a three-and-a-half point favorite in this one. Uh, Arizona has some pretty good wins. They uh, they have a pretty, if you want to count losses, or if you want to count as, you know, moral victories as anything good, they have a good loss against USC, taking them to three overtimes. Um, I think Oregon State wins this one. You know, like I said, they're also probably a dark horse to win the Pac-12 um, it's going to start cannibalizing itself at some point. It already has to some extent, minus Washington. Uh, but I think Oregon State wins this one. I think the cover is well. Uh, I know Arizona has been playing some really, really good football lately. Their defense is really, really, really good. Uh, but I just don't know if they can stop Oregon State's offense. So, I, I But I think Oregon State does win this one.
1: Yeah, I'm going Oregon State too. I think Arizona is definitely a solid team, but Oregon state's had some impressive wins and I think that they're going to take this one.
0: Yeah. So that wraps up the, uh, college football games this week. R- real quickly though, we'll actually get into, um, uh, Michigan state's game. They're a seven point dog to Minnesota, uh, who Minnesota is hosting them. Um, I, I, I kind of like Michigan State in this one. Minnesota's offense blows, but Michigan State blows on both sides. Um, But that said, I think I am going to take Michigan State to win this
1: one. Man, I don't even think I can, bro. They were so bad against Michigan. Like, they were awful. I I don't think I can take them to win. They might cover the seven, but win, no way.
0: Look, Minnesota – fucking blows. And look, Michigan's a really good team, so I can't really take anything that Michigan State did or that Michigan did, for that matter, out of that game. So, to me, I just, I kind of look at it like, both these teams suck ass. One's got to suck more ass than the other. I think Michigan State might might get some things right this week and just find a way to win. It just seems like one of those games where MSU will just find a way to somehow win. Or, on the other side, Minnesota will just find a way to lose, which they've done a lot this year.
1: Yeah. We'll see, man. Hopefully, MSU can pull it out.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see, though. So, yeah, that wraps up all your NCAA football uh, for this week. So, uh, I know NBA starts tonight, so Mike, uh, let's talk about that.
1: Yes, sir. So, two games on tonight. We got the nuggets and Lakers, and then the Suns and the warriors at 10 o'clock so we just get a quick score check real quick on that uh nuggets game um i'm actually in a fantasy basketball league this year for some money so i'm like really keeping uh that all updated and stuff i have aaron gordon who's on the nuggets playing tonight he's done pretty solid um the Nuggets are currently up 6 54 at halftime. So I think the Nuggets are going to win. You know, they are um, definitely the better team. They just won the championship. They got their their banner and their rings tonight. So that was uh, pretty cool to see. Um, for the late game, it's in Golden State. I do think Phoenix, though, will pull out the win. I think AD goes off um, and has a big game against his former team. Um, But yeah, man, NBA is here. Can't wait to see um, what all these teams have in store, man. Uh, It's going to be a a really great season. Do you have uh, anything you want to add?
0: Well, for one, um, I really, really hope the Pistons can actually do something this year. Um, You know, I doubt it because the Pistons seem to have all the right pieces. They just can't get anything together. Uh, But We'll just have to wait and see. When's their first game, actually, this week?
1: Uh, They are playing tomorrow. Let me check who they are playing. Um, So, yeah, the Pistons are playing tomorrow. They play the Miami Heat. So that's going to be a little tough first game. Miami just went to the finals. So, um, I mean, I don't expect them to win. But, you know, if they could pull off a nice opening night win, that would be pretty cool.
0: You know, I, I'd be happy if they could at least keep it close with the Heat. You know, I, I don't want to mm-hmm. see, you know, the Heat by 30, by 35. I, oh, no. I, I want to I see, you know, something, you know, like like 120 to 115 loss. Something something like that, right? Just something at least keep it close, keep it competitive. Um, but, you know, I, I, I just I, part of me also thinks that Miami's just going to blow them out, mop the floor with Detroit, and we're Back to square one again for some reason, but um, you know it's obviously very exciting. I know you and Ian are both very, very excited to see you know the NBA being back. Um, you know it's a uh, it's an exciting time. You know you have all four sports rolling now at this point. Uh, you you yeah, got the best time of the year. It, it really it really is a great time for sports. You have the World Series coming up, which we got to get into here shortly. Basketball's finally started up. Hockey's into the into you know second week of the season now.
1: Talk about them Red Wings
0: 5 1. Oh man, the Red Wings have been looking really good, man. Uh, you know, they're they're tied with Boston for the most points in the Eastern Conference. And, you know, the division. Um, obviously Detroit has a loss on their record right now. Boston's undefeated, but Detroit also has played one more game, so. But that said, also Boston's also played a very, very, very soft schedule, where Detroit has played a very tough schedule. Um, and they've been impressive. DeBrinket Larkin, obviously, uh, the two highest scoring players in the league right now. Uh, Debrinket leads the league in goals right now. Um, you know that that entire line has been really rolling between Raymond Larkin and and, and man, but. Yeah, you know, this is a very great time. You got fo- football's in the midseason, too. And, you know, basketball's finally starting up. And, man, we got a lot of games uh, for basketball tomorrow. Um, you know, uh, we got 16 games on tonight for the NHL. And they did that on purpose because tonight's the launch of Frozen Frenzy, which is the NHL's version of Red Zone. So that's been exciting. There's a lot of excitement around that. Um, oh, I think Detroit's playing right now, actually. Um, oh, yeah, it's uh, still 0-0 uh, for that game. Um, with the Kraken, eight minutes left in the first. But, yeah, man, it's, it's exciting times, man. All four sports are just rolling now, and tons of excitement.
1: For real, man. Lots of... Lots to see, man. Um, But yeah, let's get into the World Series talk, man. So, what a crazy um, AL and NLCS, man. So, let's get a score check real quick on Game Seven. It's
0: uh, it's it's one 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 right now. Top of the third. It just started. So, um, yeah, this is gonna be a very fun game to watch. I'm definitely keeping my eye on it. But, um, yeah, who do you got? Uh, I I, I I in my pickems I put Philly. Um I wouldn't be shocked at all to see the Diamondbacks continue the Cinderella story that they've had this year, man. But I just I just think the experience tonight is going to help Philly out just a little bit, but it is baseball. It's the land of underdogs. So there's a very good chance uh Arizona wins tonight, man, but let let's talk about the uh the ALCS for a second last night, man. What a game uh, from go, from man. the Rangers. We both called the Rangers to win this series. I called it in seven. I don't know if you did or not, but,
1: yeah, man. I'm not sure if I called the games, but I definitely uh, wanted the Rangers uh, to win, man. And the road team won every game in the series, so.
0: Yeah, they, they they won every single road game in the series. And they've actually won every single road game that they've played this uh, this offseason, which is uh, pretty incredible. Uh, Max Schercher didn't really have a great start to his game. He only pitched 2.2 2. 2 innings uh, last night, but the bullpen stepped up and they played very, very good baseball. But, man, Corey Seager had an incredible game last night, and uh, so did Adolis Garcia, man. He went, what, four for five, I think, yesterday? Yeah, four for five. Yeah, dude, he, he had an incredible game to help this uh, Texas team win, man.
1: I know that that's going to be the Astros' most hated player for years to come because, you know, the whole uh, he hit the home run in, was it game? Yeah, it was game five. Yeah, it was game five, and then they hit him, and then that, that short fucking little bastard, Altuve, fucking ruined everything, hitting that home run to take the lead in the ninth inning. And they won the game. But luckily, the Rangers fought and they won the last two games to go to the World Series, man. We did not want to see Houston back there. No one wants Houston. The only reason for Houston was for Verlander. And it's like Verlander already got his ring. So even though that 2017 team is pretty fraudulent, um, just seeing Texas back for the first time since 2011, it's going to be nice. Uh, The Phillies, you know, they went last year, but they haven't won the World Series since 2008, and then the Diamondbacks haven't won since 2001, so new teams in here, that's always something I like to see in sports, man. I don't want to see the same teams over and over again, Uh, which I guess was good for the NBA last year, as Denver uh, won their first ever championship.
0: Yeah, you know, like, you and I both, we just hate dynasties in sports, which is why, you know, like as a hockey history fan or as a hockey fan in general, you know the history of the old NHL way before the salary cap. They are just dynasty after dynasty after dynasty. Now you, there's so much parody in the NHL now, um, which helps it. But yeah, it's it's nice to see you know different teams finally get into the World Series. I know, like I'm tired of seeing the fucking Astros in the World Series. Um, obviously, the 2017 team is fraudulent as hell. Uh, I think this is the first time since 2017 that uh that the Astros or Dodgers weren't in uh the World Series or was it the uh the Divisional Series? I can't remember what that stat since was what exa- year? Uh, since like 2017 or 2016.
1: Yeah, I think you're right because 2017 the Astros and the Dodgers faced each other. 2018 was the Dodgers, 2019 was the Astros, 2020 the Dodgers went um 2021
0: 2022 is houston so yeah yeah i mean it's nice to finally see you know two different teams in the world series finally um but yeah man it uh i know the world series will start friday night uh and there's games you know friday saturday uh, sunday and monday uh, so hopefully there's no there's no, there's no clean sweep in this in the World Series, man, because that would kind of suck for our, our episode on Tuesday next week. Um, but that said, man, it is very very nice to see finally just you know none of these dynasty teams in the World Series.
1: Yeah, man, and that's the thing with baseball, man. I mean, they well baseball for the history of baseball. I mean, the Yankees were a dynasty for years, but that's pretty much faded away. I mean you know Houston like i said a dy- could could we even consider them a dynasty i mean they've definitely been dominant but only one world series one world series cuz i mean are we counting the 2017 cheating world series ring uh so they won last year which was like their first legit ring so the dodgers they won the the mickey mouse covid year i mean does that count so i guess it's kind of tough to say you know
0: well, I mean, when you have every every single year, you, you know, either the Dodgers or the uh, the Astros in the World Series, at least there, you know, it's it's kind of, you know, uh, you kind of got to count it as a dynasty in a way, right? Um,
1: yeah, even if they're not winning, right, every year,
0: but you know, it it is what it is, um. Oh, we got two outs now uh for Arizona. Um but yeah, man, it it's it's kind of it's like I said, you know, it's very nice to see just different teams finally being there. I know Philly made it last year, but that said, you know, they haven't really won anything uh since what was it, 2007 you said?
1: 2008. Yeah, 2008. Yeah. yeah. So Tampa Bay.
0: Right. Right. And uh, Tampa Bay, what a meme. Uh, but anyways, man, uh, I think that really wraps up everything. You know, like, like we said, all sports are now rolling. There's a lot of excitement. You know, obviously, we're Detroit fans. We love our Detroit teams. We want to talk about them more than anyone. But, you know, we talk about everything here. Uh, but, yeah, you know, all sports are rolling. It's exciting. Uh, obviously, Denver with their, uh, um, you know, their their ring ceremony uh, this evening. Uh, to kick off the NBA. Uh, You got a lot of NBA games tomorrow. Frozen Frenzy started today, which is really cool. Um, And, you know, we're coming up to the trade deadline of the NFL. The World Series is about to start later this week, man. It's an exciting time for sports. It really, really
1: is. Yep, man, it's the perfect time. That that fall, uh, end of October, early November, perfect time for anyone to just you know like i said you're gonna have sports on everywhere so i mean be ready man get your your popcorn ready uh get whatever you need man and just watch all these sports take place and we'll see man hopefully it's a pretty good season for all four of the major sports
0: and make sure you get make sure you load up on beer too man it's a, uh, it's, it's a, it's a long uh, year, but you know, obviously baseball's coming to a close, but there, everything is rolling right on time, man. But anyways, that will do it. I know this is a very long episode we're an hour 47 minutes in, which actually it's a quicker episode than I thought it would be, but still uh, rate, review, subscribe, help us out, help us grow, man. We're 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 doing this because we just love talking about sports. We want to get you know the people involved if we can. Uh, obviously, we're gonna have Ian back. Uh, I think I think we could probably schedule Ian for next Tuesday's episode. Uh, no episode this Thursday, uh, so the next episode will be on Tuesday next week. Halloween, I believe that is actually. Um, yep. yep, it is Halloween. Uh, that's my that's my trick or treating for beer night. Um, yes. But anyways, that said, guys, uh, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you guys next Tuesday.